So during the last outbreak of armed extremism, which of course was the BLM riots of 2020, and former Army sergeant called Daniel, Daniel Perry was driving for Uber in Austin, Texas. He was an Uber driver. He's in his car and a mob of rioters surround him in the middle of the street and begin hitting his car. One member of the mob was a man called Garrett Foster. Foster is a militant with a history of waving his rifle at people. You can be militant if you're Antifa or BLM. If you're militant and you're not, if you're a libertarian or conservative, then you're a right-wing insurrectionist. And the same rights don't apply to you. He approached Perry's driver's side window with an AK-47. Then he raised the rifle. And when he did that, Perry shot and killed him in self-defense. The lead detective in the case and the Austin police concluded it was a justified shooting. If that's not a justified shooting, there's no such thing. Tucker Carlson making the point that any commonsensical person with brain matter between their ears and not subject to crazy leftist agenda will realize if you have a right to self-defense, there's no greater self-defense than defending yourself against someone with an AK-47 pointed at you. The same AK-47 that the left has demonized as a weapon of destruction, as a weapon of insurrection, as a weapon of war that people shouldn't have. But because Austin, Texas, the justice system is overseen by a funded DA, Perry was charged with murder for defending himself. And tonight, we are sad to tell you, this man, a military veteran driving an Uber car, was convicted of murder. Now, of course, this is just a recap of what I covered here previously. This is from Tucker Carlson last night, having the same exact outrage as I did, as you did, as we have. And what does that mean? It means that in the state of Texas, if you have the wrong politics, you're not allowed to defend yourself. So this is a legal atrocity. It's so obviously unjust that tonight we extended an invitation to the sitting governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, to come on this show on Monday. This is Tucker from Friday night's show. So giving Greg Abbott over the weekend to come on the show. And we wanted to ask if he was considering a pardon for Daniel Perry. But for some reason, Governor Greg Abbott's office told us he just can't make it and that we should talk to the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, instead. So that is Greg Abbott's position. There is no right of self-defense in Texas. We're going to keep trying to reach the governor of Texas, get his views on that, and the Attorney General, for that matter. Well, folks, I want to break this down for you. This is actually incredible. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas will be pardoning Sergeant Daniel Perry. But it's not as simple as it is in other states or it is at the federal level. This is a fantastic story about how this happened and how this has happened relatively quickly. So let me rewind a little bit and bring you up to the point where we have Greg Abbott actually saying that he is working to swiftly pardon Sergeant Perry. All right, so for those of you that were actually able to watch my live stream when it originally was live last night, you'll know that that was, that was a breaking story, that we were outraged. Tucker Carlson, as I just showed you, covered it. And that went viral on social media, on Twitter. There is no option. Greg Abbott must pardon Daniel Perry immediately. This is a defining moment for our governor 
And if he fails, it will be the end of his career. So some pressure there. Oh, but this thing gets richer still. We have this that came out. Daniel Perry case. Read the affidavit from the lead detective claiming that the Georgie Porgy district attorney directed him to remove exculpatory information that I had intended to present to the grand jury during my testimony. This detective believes that the Z -Z -Z Zorro DA acted criminally. Let's actually look at what the lead detective said. This is mind-blowing. Folks, Do it, it is scary. It is scary that law enforcement is influenced so much by a particular person, billionaire, and by an agenda to the point where they are using the law to break the law. And they are the law. This is why we have certain amendments. I don't know, maybe like the second one to protect us against tyranny and criminals. But then the criminals that were supposed to defend themselves, you do. And then the same criminals make you the criminal for defending yourselves against the criminals because the criminal class are defending other people as they commit crimes, also known as criminals. The affidavit states the following, and this is the affidavit here. Dave, affidavit of David uh, Fugit, being at least 18 years old. I am the lead investigating detective in the above reference case. Prior to the grand jury presentation in this case, I had several conversations with the district attorney's office regarding the presentation of exculpatory evidence related to Daniel Perry. It became clear to me that the district attorney's office did not want to present evidence to the grand jury that would be exculpatory to Daniel Perry and or to show that witness statements obtained by the family of Garrett Foster and or their attorneys were inconsistent with prior interviews such witnesses gave the police and or the video of the incident in question. I also wanted to present previous statements from the complaint in count two, where she never once suggested that Daniel Perry intentionally and knowingly threatened her with imminent bodily injury by driving a motor vehicle in her direction. On more than one occasion, I was directed by the Travis County on more plural on more than one occasion. I was directed by the Travis County attorney's office to remove exculpatory information that I had intended to present to the grand jury during my testimony. At that point, I specifically asked if there would be ramifications if I, not, if I, if I did not do so. I was told by a, Assistant District Attorney Guillermo Gonzalez that he would ask the elected District Attorney Jose Garza what would happen if I refused to agree to the limitations I was being ordered to comply with. I was letter sent an email simply reaffirming the exculpatory subjects that I was forbidden from mentioning during my testimony. They were trying to railroad this guy. Daniel Perry defending himself against a thug, a tyrant, an actual fascist, Antifa BLMer, who is on video when asked why he would he's carrying an AK-47, he says is to protect himself against pansies, but he doesn't use the word pansies. He uses the word for, you know, little kitty cats. Like literally said, he, he, he has a gun to enforce his will over pansies. In other words, using an AK-47 to threaten people who disagree with him ideologically. That's called terrorism. That's called 
violence. That's called assault. That's called the crime. Oh, but he's Antifa. You can't kill Antifa. You can't shoot BLM, even in Texas, apparently. So here's another part of the summary. Um, I was told by assistant, uh, um, I was being ordered to comply with. I was later sent an email simply reaffirming the exculpatory evidence subjects I was going to give during my testimony. Of my original 158 slide PowerPoint presentation, the presentation was reduced to 56 slides with almost all the exculpatory evidence order removed. I felt like I did not have any other options but to comply with their orders. In my mind, after this directive from Jose Garza is when the conduct of the district attorney's office went, I think it meant went from highly unethical behavior to criminal behavior. And that's what you see here in the affidavit of the lead investigator. I firmly believe the district attorney's office acting under the authority of Jose P. Garza tampered with me as a witness. Often witnesses tampering is subtle. In this case, there were foreseeable consequences if I did not comply until my grand jury presentation as director and failure to do so would adversely affect my working relationship with the DA's office for the foreseeable future. I was afforded no choice but to comply with the directives that were issued to me by Jose Garza through his assistance. I am familiar with the crime of witness tampering as set in the Texas Penal Code and other circumstances I believe myself to be a victim of such tampering. Furthermore, in coordination with my direct chain of command, I sought legal advice from Chris Coppola, assistant city attorney. Wow, this came out and this just added fuel to the fire. If true, Ken Paxton and Gover uh, Governor Abbott must take action to remove the district attorney and ensure that Perry receives a new trial. This is outrageous. This case should have never been prosecuted. A pardon by Greg Abbott is in order. Governor, pardon him. I'd like love to know what Ken Paxton, Texas, is doing. Or Greg Abbott, Texas. Hello. This is a sworn affidavit um, by the lead detective in this case. And this is true that not only should the DA be disbarred, but everyone involved should be criminally charged and, and tried for destroying Daniel Perry's life. Shameful. And of course, tagging Ken Paxson. That's the attorney general of Texas and Greg Abbott. Prosecutorial misconduct. Investigate the DA. And again, tagged in that is Ken Paxson and Greg Abbott. Then Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, the same Kyle Rittenhouse they tried to railroad for doing the same thing, defending himself against BLM Antifa types. Remember old little Kyle Rittenhouse? He tweets out, I urge everyone to call the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles and put pressure on them to do the right thing and set Sergeant Perry free. And then he provides the phone number. Well, why would he do that? Well, that's clarified by Ken Paxton, who tweeted out, I am working as sw swiftly as Texas law allows regarding the pardon of Sergeant Perry. And then he has, he includes this so that we can see why that is. Texas has one of the strongest stand-your-ground laws of self-defense that cannot be nullified by a, by a jury or a progressive district attorney. Unlike the president or some other states, the Texas Constitution limits the governor's pardon authority to only act on, rec on a recommendation by the Board of Pardons and Paroles. Texas law does allow the governor to request the Board of Pardons and Paroles to determine if a person should be granted a pardon. I have made that request and instructed the board to expedite its review. I look forward to approving the board's pardon recommendation as soon as it hits my desk. Additionally, I have already 
prioritized reigning in rogue district attorneys, and the Texas legislature is working on laws to achieve that goal. This is a win, folks. The voices of the people, especially in Texas, have been heard. But what made this possible, or to made it possible that I think that Greg Abbott is expediting it, is, I mean, bravo to the lead investigator on this case. Letting us know that he was railroaded. David Fugit, I don't want to pronounce it how I think I would pronounce it, it being spelled F-U-G-I-T-T. Thank you for being honest and exposing the evil in the DA's office there in Travis County. All right, folks, I just want to cover this one story. This is a win. This is good news. Why would I riddle you with all the other bad news I have to report uh, to you? We'll leave that for the next segment. Thanks for being here. Ciao, goodbye, God bless. Please hit the like, share, subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. And don't forget to check out our other show here on YouTube, The BCP Report. Link is down below. BCP Juniorette, my oldest daughter, has she just reports the news, no commentary, no analysis like we do on this channel. Make sure you check that out, as well as our other show, BCP Unfiltered, where I cover all the things that YouTube doesn't allow me to cover. You want to check that out. Episode 315 uh, on Friday will give you a, a good idea of many important things happening and what we must do to uh, save our nation from these demonic forces. I'll have more reports for you throughout this Easter weekend. Until then, ciao, goodbye. God bless.